Live from the base camp of Silicon Slopes, this is Tech Tales. And now, your moderately talented but extremely attractive hosts, Cash and Jesse. Cash, what is happening? We're back. We are back for round three. <laughs> By popular demand. Dude, I, we got your mom and my mom now. They're both listening. Yeah, and they're sharing. They're sharing, dude. Their networks are on fire. With I don't know what you but my mom's got like 14 followers. <laughs> so she tweets hard. <laughs> it's, the, it's the epitome of viral. Yes. <laughs> Um, so the uh, the podcast today, um, we really want to talk about and discuss. I mean, lots of people have been writing in about automation and all kinds of stuff. And so we thought we'd take some time to talk about what I would call death by a thousand emails. <laughs> and that is how automation is really affecting the sales process. Yeah. And it's one of those things where everybody kind of knows it. Because you're usually on the receiving end. Right. <laughs> you know? You're feeling it in the inbox. <laughs> it's just like every morning I get up, I delete a bunch of emails. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're a little shameless self-promotion, but obviously we've been very big into it because of the Encore CRM and the sequencing piece to that. Right. Um, which is, for those of you guys that don't understand you know, a lot of people tend to think about things as campaigns. Mm. And I think a lot of CRM systems talk about campaigns. But what people really need to think about it is a campaign, to me, it almost sounds like a marketing thing. Yeah. It's like we're launching this campaign <laughs> to save the manatees. Yes. Or Congress or whatever. But... Sequencing is a little bit different in the sense that one of the things that I think largely business owners struggle with is this concept that the selling effort is an art. Mm. I mean, how many salespeople have you had work for you? Too many. Too many. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Hundreds, and, probably. And of those, how many times would you say, like, how do you do what you do? And what were their answers? Yeah. I mean, they always think that it's super creative. I got my own way. I got my own thing. I'm doing it. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's an art form. Yeah. Almost. Like, listen, yeah. I wish I could teach you the secret sauce. I wish I could teach you. Here's the deal. But I am Van Gogh. There's only one Jesse Shepard. <laughs> There's only one. Yeah. Um, it happens a lot. Right. Yeah. So, but what people don't understand, and for those of us who have been in sales our entire life, we know a couple of things to be fact, right? right. One, the sales job, 75% of the job is showing up. Yeah. Do the work, you'll get sales. Putting it in. And it's part of that 75 on how do you, like, yes, there is some talent, there is some relationship, there is some, you know, key carrying cadence with your customer and understanding. There's a knowledge base and a lot of skills that salespeople can produce to help them be more successful. But I would hold true to that 75% of the job is doing the work, showing up to be there when the customer mm -hmm. can say yes. And when we think about doing the work function, I read a stat the other day that said, like, oh, what was it? It was one out of Every sales call requires like five follow-up calls and 44% of sales reps don't do more than one yeah, follow-up. Exactly. exactly. And it's really tough because it's like, 
dude, come on. We're trying to make you rich over here. (laughs) I mean, I don't know who has ever successfully gotten married by saying like, hey, you want to get married? Right. Well, I don't know. All right, we'll see you later. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) But that's what these people expect to have happen. It's like, no, this is a courting process. Hi, how are you? Where you're from? What you doing today? And then maybe you can get a date. And then maybe you can get married one day. You're building that relationship. You're building a little bit of trust. You're building something in there, right? And I think the thing, too, like you said, when people are working with campaigns, they're typically thinking of, like, a MailChimp as a campaign. Like, it's a trip email. And from a marketing perspective, that's, like, educational. And so they're doing that type of thing. Or they're doing, like, here's our newsletter. But when we're talking about a sales approach, we're not talking about a newsletter, right? We're talking about about how how do we, you know, build trust with this person, how do we understand their needs? How do we show them that we've done our homework and that we really understand who they are and what their challenges are? And we have something that might be a possible solution to some of the pains you're facing today, right? And so I think um, sequencing is just overall a better term. And what we found, not just through our own sales efforts, but from writing now, I mean, in the past 12 years of doing development, we've written a lot of ERPs, we've written a lot of CRMs, we've written a lot of custom solutions because people were not happy with the solutions out in the market. And so the feedback we've gotten from them as well is that the multifaceted approach, right? So it's not just, I'm going to send seven emails over a period of time. The email is very one-dimensional. Yeah. And then you've got the voice, which is on the phone, right? Even if it's a voicemail, they're like, oh, well, he seems like a nice guy, right? You, you got something different from the voice, even if it was a voicemail than you did from the email. And then if you add another layer of like, I'm going to reach out on LinkedIn. Then they could view your profile and understand your competency. They could see your face. Now the face, that's a whole nother level of texture from your voice and from the email. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, wait a minute. I should actually leak into this. Or I should, you know yeah. what I mean? So every channel you add also adds a different layer um, of like, you know, repertoire of trust of, you know, who is this person? What am I dealing with? Is this something I want to engage in? Yeah. And, and that's what we need to talk about, right? Is what does a true sequence look like? Because what we don't want to do is like, there's a guy, his name's like Joe Porter (laughs) and he shows up and he's been hammering me for months. Right. But I know it's not him. I can (laughs) tell. Like I just respond and just see how dirty this thing's going to get. Like, how many messages does this guy have intended for me? <laughs> I'm on 12. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's like 16. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so that's the thing. is like let's approach sequencing and let's use it, like I said, to the previous point about every sales rep thinks it's an art form and yeah. stuff like that. There is process behind sales. Right. And when you establish what a sales sequence is, and the good news, like, so for sales leaders out there listening and people that are just curious or if you're, you know, an entrepreneur and you're trying to drum up some business for yourself or your new startup project, the one thing that you need to do is at least, I mean, so we, we talk a lot about the buyer's journey. We talk a lot about, you know, the value proposition of our solution, things of that nature. But you need to put a actual sales process in place. And that sales process isn't just, you know, quote, then review quote, then reach out, you know, <laughs> right. like, but more of like how you're going to prospect and go. And after you have those prospects, how are you going to reach out to them? And how are you going to get them over the fence into opportunity land? Right. And so even setting up one sequence, it will give you a baseline of something that you can alter and tweak to see what's working and what's not working. 
Right. right. So there's an organization called Topo. And these guys, for all intents and purposes, are the authority on what sales process looks like and the amount of touches that you did. And they, they every year they come out with a sales development touch report. And for anybody who hasn't read it, I strongly suggest that you go out, especially if you're a sales uh, leader. There's some really good key takeaways. It's not an extremely long document. It's very easy to read. Uh, I think, I don't know, maybe 10 pages or something like that. But uh, you can get some really high-level insight into what you need to be doing. And, you know, so there's everything from, you know, in, in the you know, SaaS products in the software world, like we leverage SDRs a lot, right. which are, you know, sales development representatives. They're kind of the demo center so much. And then they go to the sales guy that hopefully closes. And, you know, what the Topo tells you is that on an inbound lead, you're probably going to need somewhere from eight to 10 touches right. before that closes. On an outbound lead, you're going to need 14 to 16. And here's the craziest part. In order to crush that and get that down, and this is backed by the research that they've done, those 16 touches have to happen within 21 days. Right. You have <clears throat> got to get in front of these people, right? <clears throat> so now begs the question, Cash. <laughs> 16 touches, I'm going to shoot you 16 emails. Is it going to work? <laughs> no. <laughs> so if somebody sends you 16 emails in 21 days, are you going to buy from them? No. No. I'm like, it's like, all right, we got to get creative with our touches. Right? <laughs> Which is what you were talking about. Right. right? The multi-channel, like, the how do you send yes. out, the, how do you make because, it personal? Listen, if a guy came and connected with, with me on LinkedIn, right, and then shot me a little email you know, then followed up with a phone call, then kind of went back to the LinkedIn and maybe shot right. a message or commented on something. Yeah. And I'm getting a little bit more familiar with this person. Right. And then going and you work the steps and you work <clears throat> the associations around that. It all of a sudden you're getting a variety and you're almost like wrapping your arms around. Right. The prospect. There's no escape from you. I'm you everywhere. It's divine intervention. That you're, this person has entered your life. <laughs> meant to now, be. Now he's buddies with your buddies. You're like, how this happened? How this mutual happen? connections. Correct. Um, and, and that's really the thing, right? And it's like you want to have – and the other part about that is when you change the different ways that you approach a prospect – it also takes away from what I would say are those canned messages mm -hmm. or templates. Right. How so that's the question about automation, right? So where does, from my perspective, right, I, I'm a technologist. I would love to automate everything. Yes. And you then love you're the a tools. very, yeah, you love the tools. But then, so where does automation, do you think in your mind, where does it play the appropriate role instead of just like 16 steps and they're all canned? Like, where's yeah. the appropriate step for automation? Is it just the actual, keeping the sales guy a calendar so he knows what days he's doing what, or is it some canned responses or is it some, you know, generic one pages? Like where's the appropriate level of automation in your mind and where is it just not work, right? You got to yeah. be personal. If you, you know, like I had a guy yesterday who reached out to me trying to sell me the exact same thing we do. And I'm like, do your homework. That's not, yeah, a, I mean, I replied back immediately. You're an idiot. Do your homework. Like, <laughs> this is wasting both of our times. You did not look at all. So then, obviously, this was just canned. Right? Yeah, well, 100%. They, just, they drew canned. down a massive list, and yeah. you just happened to be lucky number 57. Lucky, yeah. So where's that? Where do you kind of see that balance of automation, and where does it actually help the rep? And then where is it just 
killing them. You know? Yeah. Well, and you don't want to lean too much on templates. Yeah. Right. So first of all, when we talk about the sequencing, we're talking about the multi-channel right. and different things. Like what I like to do with our sales reps is that first initial, you know, like, hey, we're zip tech. Right. I like to have that being a very, let's call it generic email from, uh, you know, hello at ZipTech.com or okay. hello at TriOrgas.com. Just yep. basically a banner, just yeah. random ad to get that. So it's like, all right, well, here's a touch. Here's a logo. You know? <laughs> it's a, and then I do brand. think that, you know, you have to take that next step. And I think that almost everybody can sniff out a template these yeah. days. Like where the audience that you're sending to has been bombarded with companies that are doing this. And so you need to... I think one niche down so that your templates, you are going to need a few templates. And I think that you leave area up to be able to adjust those templates and personalize them. But I think you niche down and you start categorizing your prospects so that you can use the automation, but it's still relevant to them. It's not some canned message that I'm trying to sell a tool to like a plumber and an accountant. Yeah, it doesn't work. Their worlds are so different. Yeah. And and then it's really just a lot of the automation, you know, especially in the sequencing and you know, like our CRM, for example, it's it's timing. Hmm. You can leverage automation to make sure you Time. got your timing right. Right steps, right day. Yeah. Like, I know Tuesday mornings are better to call than Friday afternoon. Therefore, yes. Make sure all the call steps are set up at the right time or make sure whatever. Yeah. yeah. There's one day between these steps. There's two days between these steps. Yeah. And those like, and you want to set it up and so that you are having those days in between the steps and that everything has a logical order to it. Yeah. And it's keeping you on track. Because in the course, you know, especially according to the Topo people, in the course of that 21-day adventure yeah. that you're going after this prospect – you ha- like they have to be able to get pretty familiar with you, and you got to be able to stand out. Yeah. And if it's all automated, you're not going to stand out. You're that guy that just yeah. shows up in my inbox every yeah. day. You're not real. The generic stuff doesn't stand out at all. So and automation really helps us stay on task. Because the last thing you want is like a sales rep going, "Okay, wait a minute. I what did I do last? What's the next step in my thing? Let's create another task for the next step." Like. That wastes a ton of time and well, not really needed. Like, create a calendar for them, and automation can help inside of there. Like, hey, here's the 40 things you're supposed to do today, and don't worry about tomorrow. The automation can tell you the 40 things you're supposed to do tomorrow, right? Yeah, like, like you basically just need to work the program. Just work right? the system. Like, and that's the thing is that you have a lot of sales guys that come in, and they have their own style. They have their own thing. They're yeah. new to your business, but it's like, listen, man. <laughs> I don't need you to build a pole and a hook. We have fishing we poles have. over here. Like you're trying to reinvent yeah. the wheel. True. And we're saying like no. And the other you thing, you put that, the worm on the hook, but the hook is made. Yeah. <laughs> and and like especially like think of it as like a soup, right? Where your automation and your sequencing, you're kind of you're always playing with and tweaking, right? To see when you're getting something that's really receptive from the prospects and you're starting to generate activity. And then so having, I always tell people all the time, I say it all the time, but you have to have a plan to deviate from the plan. (laughs) Without the initial plan, you have to. You don't even know. You're you're nothing. You're rudderless. You're rudderless. Setting up that process and getting that sequence together really establishes at least one way you're doing things and allows you to find Tune. Yeah. So, okay, well, this personalized video in the middle, like that didn't really work as well as we hoped. Yeah. Maybe if we use it more of our Hail Mary pass and this guy's already <laughs> seen our right. thing, maybe, it'll, it maybe it'll work in there, right? 
Yeah. And you can play with it. And then once you have it dialed in, now it allows you to control the way that if you have 400 salespeople working for you, you know that they're all working the process the same way. And it's a way that you've tested and proven and done. And you'll get the results. And yes, the, the prospects and closing and all that, like it is a, you know, it, it's constantly moving. You know, things that worked in fall don't work in spring and people yeah, get true. like hip, you know, like when, <laughs> when we did the video thing, it was like, you know, we did these embedded um, videos in emails and we were sending out these video messages and a large people like certain markets, manufacturing, Things of that nature, they weren't used to it. Yeah. And so they're like, whoa, cool. <laughs> we're getting engaged. Like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> it's um, high tech. But you do it to another SaaS company and they're, they're like, I've seen this a hundred times. Another delete. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, we're true. out of there. We're not I've trying seen to do it a anything. Bunch of times. Yeah, that's interesting. And I was thinking another benefit of setting up the sequencing and everything too, and setting up some automation is that you can coordinate and know, like from a management perspective, right? You coordinate and know. Things are done fairly consistently. I know my brand is handled a certain way, which makes me feel better. I don't just have wild salespeople pitching whatever they want. Like, this is the messaging. Here's what we're selling. Here's how it goes. And then the second thing that I think is really valuable is most sales guys, they don't have any idea, like, what infrastructure cost to get them to the point where they can even make a phone call, right? So we've got, like, you know, buying data nowadays is crazy expensive. You're talking, like, a buck a lead and, like, Zoom Info and a lot of these things. And so by the time you actually tee up the list, you bought them some sort of CRM or sequencing system, you bought them a phone, you bought them a computer. Like, (laughs) it's not easy just to get your first call going. So the last thing I want is you just doing whatever you want. Like, here's a proven (laughs) recipe. Stay within there. That way, at least our hit rates on all of the cost to get you that list it's going to be fairly consistent. So yeah. I don't waste a bunch of money on a bunch of data that you're just like, but that guy doesn't even follow up. Well, then why did I buy you a list? Don't, <laughs> don't get the leads to Leo. Yeah. He blows them every time. He blows them every time. <laughs> so you're like, okay, I can do that and invest have more heavily on the upfront cost because I know that we can have a more consistent close ratio. We're somewhere between 20 to 30%. Therefore, the cost is worth it. To yeah. do all these other things, it just makes it all worth it. But if everybody's doing whatever they want, then you're kind of like, I, I don't know. I'm anywhere yeah, from between it, five to thirty percent. So how yeah. do I invest in better tools or better data or better anything for my reps? Because it's just all over the place. Yeah, and and the thing is, is like especially the way we're doing it is that we have people in different markets trying different sequences, and so yeah. you're not turning salespeople into robots. Right. That's not how this works. That's not how right. the end game. There's always going to be that personal flavor on be. the voicemail, yeah. in the messages, in the thing. That confidence. And one of the things yeah. that we liked is like not even doing so much like a canned LinkedIn message, but triggering them to go in so and do watch. I don't care what you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but you need to be hitting LinkedIn. Yeah. You need to understand like that's, you that's know. important. The true. best place that we could be reaching out to these yeah, folks and they true. expect it there. And so, so there still is a lot of art within each step. Yeah, and we're, yeah. And we're in various different uh, we're in various different phases of the market where there are mature industries that are very skittish yeah. to everything we're talking about with automation, and it's going to benefit them leaps and bounds once they get on board and they understand that oh wait this isn't just the canned messages they get sent out seven times yeah. there's actually something that is very very smart and very thought out and personalized yeah. like. 
It is a myth that you can't personalize a sales process and also have a sales process automated. Yeah. Like that is it's something. It's an awesome blend of both, right? <laughs> If you want to know how, call me. Tryoncourse.com. We'll tell you. But yeah. it is. It's very easy. And like that's a lot of what we have to do yeah. is going in and telling people, you know, not telling people, but it's just explaining to them what the different tricks that you can try are. And just see what happens, you know, dip yeah. your toes in the pool. And if you're not doing any automation today, then take a look, do some research. There's the Topo report that is very valuable information. There's lots of different tools in the marketplace that you can see and lots of research you can um, look into about what kind of sales efforts. And it doesn't even matter if you are a plumber to a SaaS company to a manufacturing company Lots of, you know, I was at a meeting with uh, the chemi- the uh, National Association of Chemical Distributors um, a couple weeks ago. And this is, a co- this is a market who, they're distributors. They're focused on, it's my relationship, yeah. you know? Like, this is relationship driven. We got the people it's we people. work with, blah, blah. I'm like, that's great. You could still be you. Yeah. But still. Do your email right there and get it sequenced to send out two days afterwards. Right. You know, you right. can do the follow-up while you're Have thinking of it up. and time it out and get it done. Your life will be easier yeah. and you'll be more productive and you'll earn and make more money. Yeah, that's true. You know? I mean, we find people, I think we find people in both camps, really high-tech folks who are like, let's just AI the whole thing. And then we got people on the far other camp, which are like, I'm so scared of technology. It's Snowden. I want him out of my life. I'm covering up every microphone and every video cam. <laughs> and you know what? My sales guys shouldn't even touch technology. You know, they just got closed deals. And if not, they're gone. I and I, think, I would appreciate you talking about me on this podcast <laughs> like that. But I think what we're trying to do and what we found really successful is when you kind of blend both worlds. There's room for automation. There's room for that awesome face-to-face swagger, confidence. Um, all of that's really personalization. important. Personalization. But when you put both together, it's really magical, right? Yeah. No, I think that's an excellent point. And anyone that has any questions or thoughts about this or wants to do, we have a Twitter. We got a Twitter. <laughs> Woo! Man, what is it like? Tech Tales. At Tech Tales? At Tech underscore Tales? There's some underscores. It's Tech Tales. You'll find us. <laughs> what were the guys with, with two followers, one being Cash's mom? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what a great week. It has been solid. It has been great. And we will come at you with you next week. I think we're going to be talking about all the different SaaS solutions. And Oversassified. Oversassified. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Tech Tales. Tech Tales is sponsored by ZipTech Custom Development. Thank you for listening to Tech Tales. TechTales is sponsored by ZipTech, custom development, and Encore CRM. Win faster with Encore. If you have a topic you'd like the guys to discuss, email us at hello at ziptech.com.